So what do you say? Do you like Mitch Trubisky? Do you like the first stuff that you heard from him yesterday? Do you like that enthusiasm? Do you like that smile? Are you going to give him a chance is what I'm asking here. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Hope you'll check those out as well. Trubisky and several other of the Steelers' recent free agent signings from the outside met with reporters virtually for some strange reason. Not sure what that was all about. They were in Pittsburgh. And you know, we're kind of past the whole COVID thing in every other sport. Not sure why either the NFL and or Steelers would be lagging in this area. But I digress because even in the ice-cold format that is a group Zoom call, Mitch, he held court, and he looked like he knew what he was doing, and he looked like he embraced the opportunity to start over again, not just with the actual football, but also uh, with the fan base. Uh, even with the media, he's, he started off by saying, look forward to actually meeting you guys in person or whatever. Not that that couldn't have happened yesterday, but there I go again. <laughs> he's He's looking like someone who, if he were to succeed here, we'd all feel it right with him. Here, here's a little bit uh, of a sample of what he had to say. So I'm from Northeast Ohio, um, which isn't too far from here. So I know all about um, Heinz Field, the terrible towel, and I'm still learning a, a lot about the city of Pittsburgh as well. So uh, me and my wife are going to spend a few days here, get to know the city, um, drive around, see the sights. And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting the people of Pittsburgh. And I, I just know they have amazing fans. So Steeler Nation, I hope you guys know how much how excited I am to be here. And I can't wait to meet you guys and, and play on Sundays. And uh, this town loves football, and nobody loves football as much as I do. So uh, I feel like it's going to be a great match, and uh, I'm just excited to play for a city like this. You know what? Go ahead and be cynical and say, well, everybody says that when they show up somewhere and they try to find hometown connections or close-to-hometown hometown connections. Or, of course, he was going to say, you know, that Ben Roethlisberger was iconic and, and everything else. But there's a difference between going through the motions with that kind of stuff and being real about it. And one strength that we definitely have as Pittsburghers is the uncanny ability to detect BS because it's not really part of our own DNA. So we sniff it out a lot easier whenever it's shown to us from other quarters. This guy seems like the real deal. And he seems like he could be a story unto himself. And by that, I mean a story that even his coaches and teammates could gravitate toward. That is a good thing, intangibly, for a football team. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Ideally, at least from my perspective, Pittsburgh will give him that early support that he's going to need coming right out of the chute. Uh, That means not burying him after one quarter of one preseason game or based on the very first footage that emerges from OTAs or training camp even. If anything, if you go back through Trubisky's four years in Chicago and his arriving as finally, at long last, we're going to have a quarterback who doesn't stink. And in his second year, he goes 11-3 and as a starter and makes it to the Pro Bowl. And the Bears, by the way, make the playoffs. All of those things being outrageously uncommon for that particular franchise. And then he continues to put up not great, but not terrible numbers either. Pretty much NFL average numbers, maybe a little bit below that in the two seasons that follow. And even though the people of Chicago, who aren't exactly new to football, are aware that they've got a terrible head coach, a terrible history at that position, and little to nothing in the way of offensive support, still ended up completely going along with chasing Mitch out of town, at least from what I could gauge from here. When Mitch was gone, it was, well, great, that's it. Now we can start all over again, and the Bears, of course, do their thing and get Justin Fields, and Mitch is in Buffalo backing up Josh Allen, and that's what he should do. He should be a backup. That's not a picnic for a professional athlete. I don't care what kind of innate talent or confidence you have. That's a hell of a thing to go through. So he goes to the Bills, and by all accounts, he's just a model citizen in supporting Allen and the offense and the whole team. He made every effort to learn and get good at the Allen offense as he exhibited powerfully, I thought, in the preseason for Buffalo. And he put himself into a position, a reasonable position, where he'd be able to challenge again to be an NFL starter. If not there, and he had to know it wasn't going to be there, then somewhere else. This is somewhere else. This is a new chapter, a new city, a new team, a new coaching staff, a new set of expectations in a way. And I'm going to kind of tiptoe with the way that I word that component because what I'm thinking here is we, all of us who follow the Steelers closely, had to at least encounter the possibility that Mason Rudolph was going to be the Steelers' starter. I did that. I'm on the record as not having had some major issue with that. 
I don't think it would have been ideal and said so at the time, but I also wasn't ready to go jump off one of our 1,603 bridges. As such, once Mitch was signed, once he was in the fold, and now that everybody's heard him talk, it's okay. It's good that he's here because we'd already started kind of coming to grips with the idea that it was going to be a Mason Rudolph versus Dwayne Haskins training camp. And now it won't be that. So this guy is okay. He at least starts from there. It's a different, different set of expectations, certainly, than what he encountered being the number two overall pick in the draft. When we come back, just one question. for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly and George, LGKG they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and medical malpractice claims the attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers capital S capital L for the past 15 years and yes that is a real thing, the super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Doug Black, who asks, what happened to the we like to draft and develop our own players mentality all of a sudden? Or is that just what you say when you have no cap space? Doug, that is what you say when you have no cap space. But you also can still mean it. The most powerful recent example of this wasn't the very, very short Pittsburgh career of Melvin Ingram in and of itself, but way more that the following Tuesday at his press conference, Mike Tomlin addressed Ingram's departure by reiterating with something of a passion that this is why we like to have guys in-house, guys we know, guys we trust, guys we don't have to get surprised by. So I don't want to take this too far and suggest that they're being inauthentic when they say these things. I would instead just look at this depressingly long list of needs, legit needs, entering this offseason and understand that between that and all the cap space, they really didn't have an alternative here. And if I know Tomlin like I think I do, Doug, by the time they get to, hmm, what's the first time? OTAs. If it even takes that long, this head coach is going to immerse himself in these players' individual personalities in a way that he's never done before because he's never had to before. Normally, he gets to know them even before they're drafted. We're starting to see examples of that in the various college pro days and meeting with families. He takes a lot of pride in that. 
And he should. It's a hands-on approach that works. Listen to Miles Jack yesterday describing why he ended up coming to the Steelers and what Tomlin had to do with that. Uh, yeah, it was just, um, I wanted, today is Friday, or Thursday? Yeah, it's been a whirl, whirlwind, so I'm sorry. Tuesday, I get released. Um, Tuesday night, my agent is saying, you know, we got a couple offers, we'll see what's going on. Wednesday, um, they're saying Coach Tomlin, or like the Steelers want to talk to you, and they're very, very interested. So once I got on the phone with Coach Tomlin, and uh, got to speak with him, and first thing he said was we're trying to win a championship, and we need that on defense. So once he said that, it was a no-brainer. That's what I'm here to do, and that's all I really want to do is just get to work and play football. That's it. Now, I can tell you that from the various uh, Tuesday sessions in which Tomlin does his, uh, I refer to it as the pre-ramble, uh, when he assesses the team, the opponent that the Steelers are about to face that week, and he'll go through each individual player up and down the depth chart, and he'll tell you things about these guys that'll blow you away, that'll have nothing to do with anything from their NFL careers, but something that they knew about. And by the way, he was the one who last year, before the Steelers faced Tyran Matthew, said, uh, Honey Badger, like that, and with a great big smile on his face in case anybody feels like getting greedy for more. But he did the same regarding Miles Jack. Uh, he feels, and rightly so, that it's critically important to get to know these guys. So there's a lot of them to get to know, and there's a lot of chemistry that needs to be created and then from there compounded and then turned into actual competition once you get to camp never mind the Sunday football ahead I can promise you right now that even though this wasn't much of a topic at all this past week it's going to end up being the topic internally for this football team throughout the summer. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. What a week it was, right? Let's do it again Monday after they sign like 10 more guys. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.